Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Hey, spiritual warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, um, and you are listening to episode three. Today, we're going to talk about prayers that availeth much from petition to completion. I wanted to talk about this specifically today because we often talk about prayer, but you don't hear a lot of people talking about how we should pray. Um, and the Bible actually gives us a layout and a blueprint of how we should pray in order to produce things or have effective prayer in our lives. So that's what we're going to talk about today is that prayers that will avail and be effective for what we're trying to produce in our lives. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If we take the time to actually break down this scripture, what we have is prerequisites to answer prayers. God is showing us how to produce prayers that avail, prayers that are effective for our lives. And he's actually giving us the prerequisites for how to produce those prayers. The sum of these prerequisites equals a correct heart posture to have your prayers answered. The first prerequisite is forgiveness. Then there's righteousness and intercession. Let's break those down further. The first part of the scripture says, confess your faults one to another. There we're talking about forgiveness. Your heart needs to be postured in a place where you have forgiven, where you don't have any contempt for your brother. And forgiveness is also a form of surrender to God to say, I am ready to receive whatever it is that you want to give me, God, because there's room in my heart to receive it because I have no contempt for my brother in my heart. And I've also surrendered what I've done to you. So it's not only forgiveness of others, it's also asking forgiveness from God. So the next part talks about praying one for another. Pray one for another is intercession. Intercession represents selflessness. So you're showing God that you have a heart posture for selflessness and it, this is also supported in other areas of the Bible. In Ephesians six eighteen, it says, Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So again, God is saying, hey, not only are you to pray for yourself, but you are to pray for others. In Job 42.10, it says, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So God is saying he restored Job's fortune 
when he prayed for his friends, not when he prayed for himself. God is asking us to display a selflessness to petition for others prior to petitioning for ourselves. And then the third part here talks about effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. So righteousness is something that we need to display in order to also have our prayers answered and to have effectual prayers. Righteousness represents our response to God. It's the perfect holiness of Christ, an essential attribute to the character of God, meaning one who is right. People who are embracing what God wants us to become as we have been created in his image. So righteousness is something that is important for us to display to show God that we have embraced his word. We have embraced his instruction. We have embraced the posture of heart that he desires for us to have in order for us to then receive what we are asking for in the desires of our heart. John 15, 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This scripture also speaks again to righteousness. God is saying, if you remain in me, in my will and my words remain in you, so you hide my words in your heart and you live them, then whatever you wish, it will be done for you. So those are the prerequisites. Let's talk about prayer as the process itself. I like to explain prayer as a two-part process, that there are two phases. Phase one includes petition. Uh, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So ask and it will be given to you. That's actually the petition, the supplication for what you're asking God to give you. And the important thing to remember about that is that you must request it earnestly and humbly. It's about a heart posture. Once again, prayer is about a heart posture. Then the next part says seek and you will find when you seek God's face and his will for your life, then it's also going to help you produce in prayer because you're praying what is already the ordained will of God for your life. So first you have to seek to receive answers on what that is. And the last part says knock and it will be open to you. The knock represents perseverance. So let's dig into this a little bit more. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So according to this verse, ask God for what you desire. Seek to find if it is in his will and continue to seek until you receive an answer. That's essentially what was just broken down for us. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened for you. Prayer is meant to change our circumstances by changing us in the posture of our hearts. 
God has already ordained things for our lives. And the only thing holding us back from receiving them is our mindset, our lack of belief or our lack of correct heart posture. Once we ourselves are in the correct standing and position in regard to our faith and our hearts, then God can release what he has already ordained for us. So prayer is the process of getting us into the correct heart posture, the correct measure of faith and the correct standing with God in order to receive and be prepared to receive what it is that we've been praying for and what God has ordained for our lives. Phase two of prayer is production. Production is different from petition because once you've petitioned, you've asked God, you have received an answer. God has already told you, yes, this is in my will. Yes, I am. I am going to give it to you. Now you have to produce what God has said. Production entails three things. Commanding. Decreeing and declaring and gratitude. We actually see the blueprint for this in Genesis during the creation. God is actually speaking out something in order to create it in the world. So let's look at uh, Genesis 1 starting at verse 3. It says, and God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. Then if we, we see this again, if we skip down to uh, verse nine, it says, and God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas and God saw that it was good. So here you see that God said, that means God commanded for something to come forth. Then God saw, he decreed and declared it a thing. He called it what it was. He called it what he wanted it to be. And then God saw that it was good. So that part for us would be gratitude because once we decree it and declare it, that means that we believe that it's already done. And then we say, God, thank you that you've already done this good work in my life. So let's break each of these down a little bit more and I'll give you some additional scriptural reference for them. Let's start with commanding. God said. Mark eleven twenty two through 24 says, and Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So The word of God is telling us if we speak it out, if we command something to be produced or we command something, it must be done because it's already spoken in the will. So here you're seeing the word says, 
If we speak to something, if we tell it to do something, it must obey us and it must come to pass because we have the authority to do so and God is going to back us up. So first you are to command that thing. I am to command the affliction to leave my body. I am to command the spirit of deceit to leave from me. I am to command my life to produce for me. I'm to command blessings over myself. And then there is decreeing and declaring God saw. That means I commanded it. Now I see it in my mind, in my heart that it is produced and I'm going to call it what I see. So 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. So when you call it what you desire for it to be, that is your decree and your declaration. Declaration is an argument with the accuser. So we know we've seen it referenced in the Bible multiple times that the enemy uh, is the actual accuser of us. Revelations 12 10 says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. The enemy is accusing us day and night. So he is constantly trying to make a case against us and afflict our minds to make us believe that we cannot have what God has already said we can have. Declarations are meant to not only produce in our lives, but also are a way for us to argue our case before Satan, the accuser. You may make a declaration calling yourself blessed and prosperous, but he may call you lacking. You may declare yourself healed and he may call you afflicted. Just as in a court of law, the prosecutor calls you guilty and you must prove your innocence. This is really a fight to take back your faith and your belief in what God has told you. The more you decree and declare, the more you get it in your spirit that what you are speaking is so. And once your spirit is at peace that your case has been made then you rest your defense you rest your case you rest it with God and then you transition to thanksgiving because you are now showing God that you believe it is done for you and now that you believe that it is done you are to show gratitude you're putting a down payment on the promise you're putting a down payment saying God I thank you that I'm already blessed I thank you God that I'm already healed and it goes back to Philippians 4 6 as I referenced before do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving there it is with thanksgiving you have to remember that you must thank God because you believe that it's already done let's go back and recap so that we have everything in order you first need to meet the prerequisites for having your prayers answered those are forgiveness righteousness and intercession Once you have met those prerequisites, then you go into phase one and two of prayer. Phase one is petition. 
And remember, in order to complete the petitioning phase, you must first ask, then seek the will of God, and then persevere until you receive an answer. After you've completed the petitioning phase, then you go on to production. That would be commanding it. Once you have commanded it, then you decree and declare it. And then you move into gratitude. You thank God for what you believe he has already done because you have already received the answer. So this is the way that you produce prayers that avail much. You can't stay in the petitioning phase because once God has given you an answer, there's no need to petition anymore. Then it's time to produce. So now that you have the blueprint, you can go forward and use these tools and these steps to produce more fervent and efficient prayers for your life that hopefully will manifest the things that you have been praying for. So I want to just give you an example of what each of these might look like in your prayer time so that you not only have um, the information, um, the revelation from the word, but also a practical application of how you can use it during your prayer time. One other thing that I would like to add is that when you are praying, when you are commanding, when you are decreeing, when you are declaring, you need to back up what you are saying with the word of God. Because like I said, you're making a case for yourself. And so one thing that the enemy cannot do is refute the word of God. You're speaking forth both the will of God and also the word of God. And the enemy cannot refute what God has said. So it's important to also infuse the word of God along with what you're speaking out as the will of God. Let's talk about petition and what that might look like. So I might start by saying, Father, in your word, it says a good person leaves an inheritance for their children. Father, and that the sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. God, I'm asking you right now, Father, to bring financial increase into my life so that I will have an inheritance, so that I will have a storehouse of wealth to leave for my children, God, for my bloodline to be blessed, Father. That would be an example of petition. So once you have petitioned to God and you've asked him for that thing and God has given you an answer and said, I want to prosper you, then what you want to do is command it. So I'm going to say, I am commanding that financial increase come to me as given to me by the authority of God. I am speaking that it must obey the sound of my voice. And I am saying that the word of God says your word will not return unto you void father, that it must go forth and accomplish the purpose that it was set for to accomplish this inheritance. This increase, this financial increase belongs to me and I command it to come to me. So you are telling something to come forth when you command. Then there is declaration. Declaration is calling it what you desire for it to be. So I might say in this case, 
Father, your word says you're able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what I could ever ask or think, Father. I am decreeing and declaring that financial increase is mine. I am decreeing and declaring that I have a storehouse of wealth. I am decreeing and declaring that I am prosperous. I am blessed according to your will and according to your word. Prosperity and abundance are my portion. That would be the declaration because you've told it to come forth. Now you're calling it what you believe it to be. And then gratitude would look something like this. Father, I just thank you right now for what you've already done for me. God, I believe that you are sending financial increase into my life. I believe, Father, that I am prosperous. I believe, Father, that I am blessed in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now that you have already brought the increase into my life, that you have already filled the storehouse for me. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over this blessing. I seal it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that gives you just an idea of what your prayers should look like, how they should be framed in order to produce for you. As you take your journey from petition to completion of your prayers, there's a couple things that you need to remember. You must maintain your faith. Matthew 9 28 through 30 talks about Jesus healing the blind men. And it says, when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. So maintaining your faith throughout the process is very important. And the last thing to remember is perseverance. So uh, Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So throughout the process, you must maintain your faith and you must continue to persevere until you see it manifest for you. So I'm praying for you as you go through this process, as you use these this blueprint that God has given us for prayer to take you from your petition to your completion. Well, that wraps our session for today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God. And I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at cash app, dollar sign, collective live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at collective live worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.